following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. It's a Friday, the last Friday of the month. You know what that means? We pick a box, pick box. We don't have theme music for that yet. We just have the opening theme. (laughs) (laughs) These box aren't going to pick themselves. They aren't. So we might as well pick them. (laughs) Tagline for the show. That is the movie tagline. We're bringing that over from the Arcade Weekly. If you don't know about Arcade Weekly, check out our buddies at We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. They do a weekly show, I think, about arcade. They do that weekly. Holy shit, what were they thinking? I am your host, Frank Hamblin, on the internet telephone, Horace Mangrove. The San Francisco treat, ding ding. And on the other internet telephone, that would be Reverend Charlie Goodmuffin. Good day. Yeah, he's back again for another dose of the pick a buck. You don't know a pick a buck. <laughs> you get a job, you get laid off. Now you become your own boss selling shoes out of the back of your car. And then also some bootleg T-shirts. And, and you have your small children printing these things, screen printing. <laughs> but in, instead of white snake, snake spelled S-N-E-A-K. It's, you guys very... follow Bootleg Bart no. on Twitter? Uh-uh. Oh, follow that. That's a, that's a lot of fun. It's uh, all the Bootleg Simpsons merchandise. Oh, nice. funny. Yes. Yeah. Well, we all know about my favorite, some of my favorite toys like Batman. <laughs> and it's and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Or uh, my Tamagaki. Tamagaki. <laughs> Tamabukaki? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do this in a library. Pass a hat around. You're probably going to be wearing one of those wool hats in the summertime because you're a douche. I think Wiggly does that. <laughs> it's got the ear flaps on it and, you know, they're the, the made out of yarn and a peace symbol on it or some type of uh, My Little Pony thing. And uh, you put dollars in there. You write your name on a dollar. Now, don't be an idiot and write it real big or write on a, uh, something that's not your name because then you won't win. You shuffle up that in your hat. You pick the dollar out of hat whose ever name's on there. You get the kitty. And then you get to go to a used game store locally. This is to help support local businesses. Go to your local used game store and don't try to... GameStop. Those prices are ridiculous. Yeah, you won't be Never able... go to GameStop. No. They use slave labor and other things. So you do that, and that's Pick It a Buck. Now, this Pick It a Buck has an, an entirely different type of vibe put into it as well. Each month, T.T. Schmookens, our own sex pot robot, uses her peeny, acari, something, 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 computer to randomly generate the topic for each program. Tonight's topic is the plumber. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all picked the same game or the the same franchise the plumber all right (laughs) well pretty obvious horace mangrove do you want to start us off oh by Uh, the way we don't commiserate this is right it's all a surprise yes right now we're recording we don't know which uh picks the other person did right we just go off that hint it's a mystery this is the (laughs) this is the stupidest hint she's given normally she gives Pretty abstract hints, but this is yeah, this is pretty know, obvious. Plumber. But so the plumber, I'm thinking pipes mm-hmm. and turtles and Nintendo, and so I'm like, I'm gonna stick with Nintendo. I'll stick with the NES, and this is a beloved franchise. Of course, there's three of these in the franchise on the NES. Mm-hmm. So I went with which one was the best of the three, and I went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three: The Manhattan Project. Classic that is the best ages. one. Now, a lot of people miss this one because it came out in 1991 in Japan, 1992 in the U.S. I think it used either the M3 or the M5 chip. Just had to bring that up. Sounds about right. (laughs) That's why the graphics were so tight and more colorful, more vibrant. This game is definitely one of the best NES turtle games that you can play. Although a lot of people missed it because when it came out, the Super Nintendo was already here. I believe Turtles in Time was a year later. 
1993. A lot of people moved on. I know I did. And what was nice about TT's choice to go with the plumber, I got to revisit, or rather go back and play this game, which I missed because I had moved on to the Super Nintendo. This is a horizontal beat-em-up, much in the way of the arcade game, although this, unlike Ninja Turtles 2, which was a rehash of the arcade game on the Nintendo, this is a completely new game. A lot of fan service in this game, which I appreciate. A lot of the characters, especially the boss battles, are pulled directly from characters from the cartoon show and the toy line and the movies. It was cool to see those characters in there. Um, I'm forgetting a lot of them, but Slash was in there. I always liked Slash as a kid, like the badass turtle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, was Mondo Gecko in this? I don't. The think skateboarding uh, Gecko? No, he wasn't. But who was the oh. like? Um, Please tell me it was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> no, Vanilla Ice was not in this game. Shit. Although those two uh, goobers who were in that movie with Vanilla Ice, the the two, like everyone wanted it to be Slash, but it wasn't Slash. It was some yeah, other. It turtle. was Taka and Razor. I believe Razor was Ra- yeah. Razor was the furry one. Taka was the snapper turtle. Which they did bring into the comic books and cartoon series yeah. after the film, but they were first seen in the film. They're actually in this game. Slash is actually just a mini boss, which kind of disappointed me again because I mark out for Slash. He's like the Bobo Fett of the uh, Turtles franchise. Does he turn into a worm burp joke? No. <sighs> did your heart fall out of your chest when Boba Fett, the most badass <laughs> motherfucker in that movie series, is a burp joke? Yes. Not really, well, because he'd be, already appeared for all of, I don't know, four minutes. So I gotta agree with uh, Reverend Goodmuffin with this. I think the expanded universe is what built up Boba Fett. Because when I watched those films for the first time as a kid, I thought he looked cool. Yeah. But because he was only on screen between all three movies for what essentially was like four minutes. Yeah, but he could fucking fly. He had a goddamn like... uh, But the first time you see him fly, he jumps from one platform to the other, and then the next time it's directly into that butthole that ate him. (laughs) To his credit, he did take... Well, he did get Han Solo. Granted, it was through... Manipulation and whatnot. Yeah, but he he had a rocket launcher right on his backpack. Like, I don't know how he would use it, but it was there. According to Lego games, he launches one rocket. Yeah, man. Then you're done. And the toy that children choked on. Yes. (laughs) Shoot the rocket into their mouth. There was also, let's not forget, the best media ever put out at that time that showed Boba Fett was the Star Wars Christmas special and the animated feature that was in that. That was his debut. Yeah, he was riding on some sort of Dr. Seuss creature. (laughs) And his color was completely different, although I did like that color scheme of the blue and yellow. You know, Boba Fett was going to be my plumber pick. Really? Yeah, because he probably did some plumbing on the inside of that worm. (laughs) You know, while he's down there. He definitely went through its pipes. Also, the alligator uh, from Ninja Turtles was Leatherhead. I remember. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. As a kid, I would get it mixed up with Leatherface. And then I saw (laughs) the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was 12. And. Not quite the same. Not the same. There was one called Metalhead too, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, yeah, the robot turtle. I loved him. I think I had his action figure. I only had a few that I stole from other kids growing <laughs> up. I, I had a. Uh, I forget which one was the warthog, Bebop or Rocksteady. Bebop. Yeah, I had Bebop. That was it. I had a headless Raphael. I don't know where his head <laughs> ended up, but <laughs> it was it was in his shell. I had uh, the Spock Spock turtle. Is he was he a turtle? I had I had the Captain Kirk. Yeah. Is he in the movie? You're talking about a totally different franchise uh, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the plot of this game is the turtles are vacationing in Florida, Key West to be specific. That's probably the best place for the turtles to go because they probably are the most normal thing creeping around Florida. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more normal than Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Parrot head. That was a villain. <laughs> oh, was so? No, it wasn't. Was Skunk Ape? No. Oh, Margaritaville was in here. Do they go through that? <laughs> that was level six. <laughs> Sorry, I sort of talked over your parrot joke, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw in the Margaritaville uh, air, uh, level. Very good. Yeah. So while they're on vacation, um, they're watching April O'Neil, 
give a um, a report oh. on, on television, and then all of a sudden, static happens. Shredder uh, comes on the screen, making threats, kidnaps April O'Neil, and all of Manhattan, as in the entire island, somehow he gets it to float up into space. Yes. And now it's your job to rescue April O'Neil and save all of Manhattan. I've seen Magneto, the master of Magnet, do this. Mm. Many and, times. Uh, you, you save the day by moving from the left of the screen to the right of the screen, oh. punching things in the face. I see. But yeah, this is a horizontal beat-em-up brawler. It plays like many NES brawlers. For what it is, it's good, but... For today's generation, or because we've played other brawlers, it Mm -hmm. feels very stiff and sluggish and slow. But for the NES, it was very good. And yes, this was a a later release, so there's lots of colors on the screen. There's some great music. I would say probably some of the best music I've heard on the NES was in this game. Some of the tracks are just very catchy, and and a lot of them are just reinterpretations of their cartoon theme song. Uh There's even some voice sampling in there, too, which, again, for the NES, very impressive. Right, right. So I think this game will be a lot of fun for people who are obviously fans of the Turtles. For me, I got a little fatigued with it. I did finish the game, but I was at the point with the game where when I got up to shredder the first time i go okay i know i gotta fight krang after this mm-hmm. so i went to fight krang and then i had to fight super shredder after that and i said aloud all right let's just fucking do this and get this over with already <laughs> uh, because it's very repetitive even though there's a lot going on for an nes game uh, because it has the benefit of coming out so late mm-hmm. on the console it's still very repetitive you see a lot of the same enemies over and over and over again i think there's a about five or six variants of the foot clan that you cycle through there's one with the boomerang there's one with the shuriken there's one with the spear also because of the perspective in the game it's also difficult to hit some of the smaller enemies and the flying enemies are a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. to mitigate. There's not many of them, but whenever they're on the screen, there's usually two, and you're just getting your ass handed to you. The difficulty in this game, I feel, is, is um, unfair. I, I guess that's the best way I could describe it. it. It's set up as if it was collecting quarters out of your pocket. It's just constantly beating the shit out of you by putting as many things on the screen as possible to the point where there's in-game slowdown. Mm. I recommend using the Game Genie that's built into most emulators if you want to see the end, because that's what I did halfway through, because I got (laughs) sick of it. You can play two-player simultaneous. All four Turtles are there. They all play differently. They have special attacks, which is very cool. It does um, take up damage, and the characters deal different metrics of damage to enemies, which I wasn't aware of until I started digging a little deeper with the research into the game. So that's cool. They all have their signature weapons. Exactly, and there's different ranges that are associated with those weapons. Obviously, Leonardo and Donatello have more range than Michelangelo or Raphael because their weapons are closer to them, you know, a nunchuck versus a sword. Mm -hmm. Now, do Um, you choose your character and then have to stick with it, or can you change characters? You get to change characters upon death. Okay. Um, If you're playing single player, and I died twice, and then I was with Donatello, and I said, fuck this noise, I'm using the Game Genie. (laughs) And I put that on, so I was Donatello to the end of the, the game. Lots of fan service in this game. It is fun up until a point. I would recommend it for people who are obviously fans of the franchise and also to see what a later... Because there's a handful of games that came out for the Nintendo when it got the remodel and it was marked down. Mm-hmm. Where it was that top loader NES? I'm thinking of Star Tropics 2 was another good example of right. a late NES game that is very impressive looking, both visually and the audio in it was very good as well. Mm-hmm. Check this game out. It's, I think a lot of people will get burnt out. Obviously, there's so many other beat 'em ups that outshine this, but speaking for the franchise on the Nintendo, the NES, I think this is the best. If I see one more mouser, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. (laughs) Baxter Stockman, we need to have a talk. You know what? Sadly, not in this game. Oh, no. Yeah, I was expecting him to come out because there was some mousers. And then instead, a foot clansman Mm. was riding a giant mouser instead. And that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. There's not the enemies you'd expect in there. 
but there are a lot of nods to the cartoon show. And despite what the American box art shows you, <laughs> you will never fight a Triceratops or get oh. help from Casey Jones. Oh. Yeah, that box art was co-opted from a DOS game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Manhattan Missions. Yeah, yeah. Where you do fight the Triceratops alien race, whatever they're called, I don't remember. And you do have Casey Jones as an ally, but that is not happening in this game at all. Hmm. Reverend Charlie Goodmuffin, your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Mine would be Donatello, absolutely. Although I have become more partial to Raphael in my later years because, like Raphael, I have become embittered and angry at the world. (laughs) (laughs) Of your favorite... rooftops and yell, Damn! (laughs) I felt like such a badass at six years old watching that movie. <laughs> when you, I saw him do Yeah, I was say like, ah, I got to see a movie with a curse in it. <laughs> uh, my favorite Ninja Turtle growing up was Michelangelo, but as I got older, I actually thought Donatello was cooler. My favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Spock. <laughs> it was all a setup for that joke. <laughs> it's a long way to go for yeah. a Spock joke. Well worth it. Well, that's a callback, friends. I acted like I didn't know anything about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Remember? Remember? That was like 15 minutes ago. You guys remember? <laughs> Who wants to go next? Reverend Goodmuffin or me? I'll go next. Yeah, okay, because I take up half of the time of whatever combined time you guys do. <laughs> I hope not this time. Good God. I don't Fair even enough. want to talk about this fucking game. <laughs> the Plumber. Yes, the plumber. Well, when you think of plumbers and you think of video games, and with many video games, you think of characters going above and beyond the Call of Duty or their uh, set professions, plumbers doing things the plumbers wouldn't normally do, going places where they wouldn't normally be. I went with the game Psychonauts from 2005 from Double Fine Productions. Yeah. So obvious. Absolutely. Now. Not driven by a plumber or even a part-time plumber. The main character, Raz, is actually a runaway from the circus who happens to be a psychic. But um, when you get towards the later levels of the game, there is one called the Milkman Conspiracy in the head of one uh, Boyd Cooper. He's actually a mailman, but he has the alter ego, the Milkman, and it's set up like a weird uh, conspiracy theory. Threads connecting the different islands and stuff, and dotted lines everywhere. It's interesting, but it's populated by these G-Men, who are mysterious men in trench coats, uh, playing the various roles of different occupations and whatnot, including um, telephone workers and housewives making pies. There's a group of them in the sewer, who are sewer workers, which is basically an upgraded plumber. They came immediately to mind for me just because they have the best dialogue in the game. There's, I think, cumulatively about eight minutes worth of one-liners for all the different types of them. The plumbers go on about how there are no recorded cases of alligators in the sewer. Sewer water is often radioactive. The whole idea of the level is you're finding different objects to pose as a G-Man yourself because... Apparently, they can't see your face or much anything else below their hats. And uh, for the sewer workers, all you need is a plunger. You just go to the post office, go to the bathroom, steal the plunger, <laughs> and you can proceed I've through the level that. after that. Now, what system did you play this on? Originally, I played the Xbox version. I believe it was on Xbox and PlayStation 2. It is now on PC. You can get it for about a nickel at this point because it just keeps getting thrown on sale, but it's definitely worth it. I do use a controller, but it's pretty much all of the early aughts platformer tropes smacked into one game and polished to a very fine level until you get to the meat circus at the very end, which (laughs) is a goddamn nightmare for camera and for control precision. It's just a pain in the ass. Now, Reverend Goodmuffin, real quick, is it true, and I I heard this to be true at the time, that if you actually bought this game on the original Xbox, that Tim Schafer would personally call you and thank you over the telephone? I did not get a call, but I had like four numbers at that point, so he may have called (laughs) one that I wasn't paying attention to. He did say recently, I believe back in March, that he would want to revisit the series, and the game does, spoilers, the end does leave it open to a sequel. I will not go into the details of that, because you should play this game. It's amazing. It is a Um, great great game. And it did the rail sliding from Sonic Adventure 2 better than Sonic Adventure has ever done that. Good times. Lots of collectibles. 
But uh, yeah, he said he would be willing to go back to the series at some point, and uh, I don't know if he's going to try and kickstart it again and make more money than God. But <laughs> um, once you get to Boyd Cooper's level, listen to every G-Man. Just sit there for a while, and in each area, the mourners at the graveyard are really good. But my favorite line is from one of the pie-making housewife G-Man. Which is, over time, my husband will desire me less sexually, but he will always enjoy my pies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of humor that isn't quite for the kids, but the game is fairly kid-friendly if you'd like, you know, share it with a younger generation. If you happen to uh, have or know or feel like abducting some children to play this game for <laughs> oh you, uh, by all means. A four out of four on Blender. Nine out of ten on Play. Mm. Electronic Gaming Monthly says, anyone who doesn't fall for the unique characters, hilarious dialogue, see, people like the characters on here, evidently, hilarious dialogue and brilliantly conceived environments of Psychonauts has no soul. Wow. Official PlayStation 2 magazine of the United Kingdom says, hugely inventive, charming, and funny. GameZone says, the storyline is unique, the graphics are great, and the dialogue is, many times, downright hilarious. I really dug the art style at the time. I, oh, I thought absolutely. it was a cool choice and it was a cool direction. You're talking about Double Fine. They put out a lot of, I guess, humor is their strongest point with the games that they put out. And there's a lot of great writing in this game. And I would uh, co-sign Reverend Goodbuffin's recommendation for this game. And, you know, you're not alone, Horace Mangrove, because Yahoo Games said weird, funny, immensely playable and has that nigh unclassifiable thing we can only call charm. Mm. And probably yes. my favorite analysis of this uh, title had to be, it is quite simply superb by, of course, Jolt Online Gaming UK. <laughs> Visit it now. <laughs> Find out what the fuck it is. Now, Reverend Goodmuffin, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, on Steam, oh, did they correct any of the issues that the game had as far as like technical issues? The camera isn't much better, but I didn't really run into any uh, issues that I can remember. So, And I played it a couple of years ago a second time, brushed up a little bit before now. But at least one of the artists worked on um, the Costume Quest games, Costume Quest 1 and oh, 2. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. He loves those games. Yes. If you go to the camping store in the mall in the first one, it actually plays the music from the campground in the background. You have to kind of listen for it. It's kind mm. of faint. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it does segue into it and segue back out when you leave. Also, the voice actor for the G-Men was Steve Bloom, mostly known for his dubs of various Japanimation series, but you may also know him as the zombie voice in Saints Row the Third. Vincent Valentine from Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus on the PlayStation 2, because people actually played that, apparently. <laughs> or most of the Brutes in Halo 3. He also uh, hung around with Double Fine for Brutal Legend and voiced the Thunderhogs unit for the Rockers. Oh, yeah. Oh. How about that? Yeah, people might be more familiar with Costume Quest or, or Stacking, and I think if you enjoyed those games, uh-huh. you'll enjoy this game. It does play differently, though. It's more of a platformer than those games. There are puzzles in this game, but to take a chance was very difficult in this era of gaming because it, we weren't streaming games yet. There was no Steam. And they put a lot of heart into this game. And unfortunately, it wasn't like a commercial success, but it definitely had a nice cult following to it. And people really do love the game. But it plays more like the typical platformers you'd see around that time. Yeah, it's a really polished 3D platformer, and it's kind of got the Zelda deal where you get a new power and then you use it for a level, and then it'll return like three levels later uh, in a combination with some of the other stuff you've learned up to that point, which is, it's really well put together like that. And some of uh, the uh, things actually make you think, like uh, the level I've been talking about, uh, Boyd Cooper, the Milkman Conspiracy, it makes you use clairvoyance, which you haven't used for like half the game, it's key to actually get the plunger you need to get past the plumbers slash sewer workers. Pro tip. Okay. I will keep that in mind when I buy this either from Steam for nine ninety nine or from the Mac App Store for nine ninety nine. Or sixty seven dollars from GameStop.com. There you go. <laughs> for the digital version. <laughs> uh, Steam also has the the soundtracks for four ninety nine. So Oh yes, the soundtrack is excellent. I would definitely uh pick that up favorite level would probably be i forget her name but the uh like the psychedelic pinball level the music from that is amazing getting all of the collectibles in that level is a huge pain in the ass but the music is great you have the original cinematic score and you have the original soundtrack 
So those are two different things. Don't ask me why. Or you could get the whole bundle for $35, which includes The Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, Costume Quest, Iron Brigade, and Stacking. Yeah. So Iron Brigade is actually pretty good as well. It gets uh, kind of underrated. It's kind of a uh, mech shooter slash kind of a horde shooter sort of thing. And it's got this odd um, clunky old, but not quite. It's not like steampunk or whatever. It's a little bit like that, but I think it's supposed to be between World War One, World War Two, or early World War Two era. And the aesthetic, it's solid. Brutal Legend is the one with the rock and roll guy. Uh, who is voiced by um, Jack, Jack Black, Black. Mar- America's Sweetheart Jack Black, and Ozzy Osbourne's in there and everything. Uh, but it, Le- so, Lemmy as well, Lemmy from Motorhead. That's right, of course, because I could tell because his microphone was way above his head. And um, you could tell he should stick to singing instead of voice acting because <laughs> oh. he has the flattest delivery yeah. I've heard in anything. <laughs> it's like he it. doesn't care, but granted, his character kind of doesn't care. He's a lord of spiders. It's... <laughs> Cool. Uh, have you seen him he... in any of the trauma films? No, because yes! he pretty much is exactly the same. I was just getting back into trauma, so uh, I did see him. I was I completely fucking forgot he was in that. Just to let you know, it's not brutal legend, the one where the animals fight each other for the Sega CD. So I just wanted to make that. That was clear. brutal. Pause of fury, actually. <laughs> well, it's close enough. There was a sequel. I don't know what the title that was. Brutal so. legends, <laughs> but it didn't have the umlauts over the gaggle flanks. All right, so uh, I was going to go with the, and why wouldn't I, the 1988 PC game, The Honeymooners. That was a two-part game. Most memorable to me was the Pac-Man-style Jackie Gleason level where you just bribe a dust. Dust a bribe. You drive a bus around uh, uh, New York, Lower East Side. I can't remember where it was uh south central something like that mainly that's what that was but then you you became ed norton and uh, not the one from the hulk uh became <laughs> the real ed norton and you traversed the sewers which was set up in a first person perspective of very claustrophobic domey type of feel it was sort of like moving around in mist except in the color blue I'm black. Somebody needs to make a Doom mod right now with Art Carney as the character. That would be amazing. If you could actually bang Zoom the bosses to the moon, that'd be great. I'm going to bang Zoom (laughs) Space Hitler. Norton, you're a nut. We had to send the Coast Guard to look for you. That's the only memorable part in there. But instead, I went with the, the blatantly obvious. Plumbers don't wear ties for the 3DO. Mm. Classic. Yeah, and very classy as well. <laughs> this is my description of this game. Soft porn. Mo- well, you can't even call it that because my description of this game will be all encased in air quotes. So I'm going to do <laughs> one giant air quote right now. As I say the word air quote, I'm doing air quotes. Put this entire review inside air quotes uh, first you're treated by microwave jane that's her nickname jane she's one of the main characters there's two main characters in the story a boy and a girl and jane uh, makes jokes about a smoke detector in her crotch because that's how hot she is and they spared no expense on the set design <laughs> this sounds like a yeast infection it does i just want to let you know that Baked macaroni. Wee wee action. It's three button wee wee action, which doesn't exist. You will wee yourself. No, you won't. Might piss in your own mouth after you play this. Uh, I doubt it. Yes, you will. If you're the type of person that would play through this, you're the type of person that would pee in your own mouth on purpose. (laughs) Um, Just to know in your mind, Horace Mangrove. Yeah. Baked macaroni has triple the budget that this game must have had. Dried macaroni? Dried macaroni. Big macaroni was a sequel. I that forgot was about a sequel. Yeah. Dried macaroni by uh, by Joystick the Pirate. Yeah. That blows this away as far as production value and post and pre. Everything. It's got it over this. Because they spared no expense on this. Firecrotch Jane must be in front of like a 360 thread count white sheet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... They only used the camera mic for this entire game because the close-ups are much louder than the wide shots. So, right there, you even have green screen. So, 
You, they didn't even have the decency to pull the sheet tight. Like no, it's just no. draped shittily. Yeah. It's draped and there's nothing going on. And you at least put your couch in front of an orange wall. Is that what you keyed out on yes. uh, dried macaroni? Very yeah. good game, by the way. Matakati in the mouth. And I'm told that oh, hurts, yeah. but that didn't happen to me. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It was there was actually injuries on the set. Uh, now, you can make Jane into any type of girl you want, as long as it's, as it's the type that Jane can become. There's like two. She can become a nun, or she doesn't become a nun. <laughs> really, that's the only two. Any type of girls you can make her become. She compliments you on your muscles and your manhood. Obviously, cannot see through the television <laughs> to what's on the other side. And the next thing you know, she's in her bra and panties and a garter belt, sitting there just talking. Don't neglect to mention the excellent font choices <laughs> that were used. That's coming. Oh they spent all of two seconds opening up Microsoft Word, and they're like, no, nah, this is good enough. I don't know how you get a, a font worse than Comic Sans, but somehow they found one. <laughs> Yeah. Thankfully, Papyrus was not out yet, or I'm sure they would have used it. <laughs> the, the, right, the 1988 Honeymooners game that is two colors. The font is so much more crisp and enjoyable than this, this horrible something going on on the screen. Now, the title screen, uh, title screen is the most amazing part, not just for the font, but I don't even think you could make as funny a parody of a public access television show that could inspire the truth behind this feeling of discomfort that is felt by watching this solid Comic Sans tiny light <laughs> pen drawing of what looks to be like puke brown balloon. It's supposed to be a tie. <laughs> <sighs> A lot of people spent money on drugs that were supposed to go in this game. Now the game begins, and you are treated to the same high-quality movie cards. It's a full-motion video game, by the way. Oh, yeah. I I hey, it's not even that full-motion for most of it, either. No, it's, it's a lot of just photos and text. I call them movie cards, and I'll be calling them movie cards throughout the game. It's the same high-quality movie cards as the title uh, screen, except with the shittiest default Photoshop filters. Posterize a default filter to four colors of a stock car race? What the fuck's this shit? He's a plumber, which is noted somewhere in the story by a plunger being in a parking lot. And he does wear a tie. Sometimes when they remember to put it on the continuity, hey, uh, when they remember to put the tie on his T-shirt, then he, then he is wearing a tie, although he's not supposed to. And That's have, when he's not a plumber, because plumbers don't wear ties. <laughs> no, he is. He is he's in disguise. Yes. I have to tell you, if I was part of this production, the last thing I would want would be my name to be in these credits. And they show the credits in this title sequence. Who wants to know? What? The, so the first part of that where the girl's talking to you is full motion video inside, in front of the, the, the white bedspread in the hotel room that they filmed some of this. Then we're pretty much going all off of these um, still images. Main character, John, which I guess is you, but then you're also Jane as well. And I will say this, he's got great abs since we're in the month of ab. There is a seersucker joke in it. He doesn't wear a seersucker, but he mentions a seersucker joke, and I can appreciate that. John's mom wants him to get married and make babies, and Jane's dad is uh, like a white trash rip tailor, and he wants Jane to get married and have babies. And this is all presented as uh, photos over a bit of voice. Voice acting. There's your air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> yeah. And canned music. I mean, I didn't know that they had such license-free shit music back then, but I guess it's the same stuff they used in the porns. Because if you played any of the Vivid games, the Vivid uh, porno company games on the 3DO, this is what you get. And by the way, Trip Hawkins, God bless on this one. <laughs> sure, <laughs> this was a big deal for the 3DO to have these adult games that you used to only really be able to get on the, the PC, but I don't know how that fits in with his, his life. <laughs> When we first start, we see nudity. You'll probably turn gay because the nudity is of the fella. Some of these photos are like straight out of Oiled Men's Daily magazine. And not only does John have some great abs, but his butt is tight. 
and the towel placed just slightly below his pubic region with just like eight pubic hairs sticking out. I mean, you will get gay. That was calculated, too. Eight pubic hairs, the key. The <laughs> yeah, you kid. They used tweezer to get that eighth one out because it was just seven. And uh, this will make you probably as uncomfortable as the title screen did. But all that hunk muscle will make you forget about his front hair piece. Speaking of a person that knows a lot about hair, hair, uh, hair pieces, Jane's shower scene is completely unremarkable and her fake titty side boobs just makes you feel like you're looking at a rubber doll that are, you know what? Go to Kmart and look at their uh, inflatable ball cage that they have. Let's see if they got any of those inflatable jar jars in the back there. <laughs> that would have had have more sex that. in it than this game. <laughs> if you have to, what is it called? Purping, plurping, fapping. So if you have to fap, you better have gotten <laughs> it done. Because there's nothing else that is anything remotely close to... If you're playing this game to quote-unquote fap, yes. you should find yourself a pillow or a noose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're yeah. probably better off with uh, PlayStation 1 Lara Croft's Seriously. Point, pointy triangles yes. than you are with this garbage. Yeah, and you know that had to be the only selling point. There's no humor, you know, except for me, 1930s seersucker joke. I mean, there's nothing else. Now, you know that John's a plumber because he plays air guitar on a plunger. Oh, that's another time he uses a plunger. John parks his scooter, which is constantly referred to as a motorcycle, and that he's a motorcycle hoodlum who... It's just a scooter! He pulls his scooter right next to Jane's car, so they exchange glances, and uh, that happens for a half hour. And you get to hear what's in their head. Now you're finally ready to make your first branching story choice. A, B, or sometimes C, multiple choice. The interesting thing here is that you can also control Jane. Is it interesting? No. And you're not actually asking her to do anything, like take off your blouse or anything like that. So, controlling choices? I don't know. Also, John wears his ugly-ass tie over a white T-shirt. <laughs> and there's also an annoying-as-fuck narrator in a purple-striped suit let's talk about a seersucker and he'll also be wearing some type of military helmet a hat a beret or a cap or he wears the chicken head then at some point that annoying asshole gets replaced by a girl in a judo suit who will take over and her name is hijack because she hijacks the story and she helps you review your choices you made so far choices but then she i think she gets executed by <laughs> By the guy in the seersucker because she has X's over her eyes after that happens. And the time between your choices and the implementation of the actions those choices have is excruciating, not only because of how long it takes, but mainly because you know that the payoff will be shit. And remember, the, uh, the 3DO uses a two-time CD speed drive, so there's no load time. <laughs> uh, Jane's trying to get a job and get sexually assaulted before she even gets hired, oh, apparently. <laughs> and then some apartment house wrestling occurs, uh, some guerrilla style around the town, photo shoots, and the enemy is this, the boss, uh, you know, slimy characters, chasing Jane around through the mall. And then all of a sudden they're just having ice cream with someone in the mall. Like, that's funny to have this uh, PowerPoint presentation over Benny Hill music to break character character and what i can only describe as the crew accepting 90 percent of their payment in the form of drugs <laughs> so spoiler alert i forgot the the striped suit announcer guy murders the judo girl by shooting machine guns out of a water pistol she has bullet holes that are drawn with a light pen and then the x is over her eyes from a super soaker i think do you think you could remake this game in powerpoint I think Hypercard. they made it in PowerPoint. Hypercard. Hypercard stack. <laughs> oh, my. Jane turns down a $5 million indecent proposal. Where'd they get that from? John tells Jane he's a plumber. And Jane say, says he's silly because, take a guess, plumbers don't wear ties. They work in the titular line there. Titular line? Play? Uh, you can end the game there with uh, the Hollywood ending and see the credits. 
which will contain a shitload of characters because you see these characters on screen that you never saw in the game because you took the ending, which took you about four minutes to play the whole game. <laughs> um, the whole story of that was uh, Jane gets chased around the city by a sleazy guy, and then John love each other the end. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, if you don't choose to end the game there, John will, uh, yells at all kinds of violent, harsh words. At Jane. I mean, this game turns on a dime as far as wanting to like Jane, and then, you fucking slut! You know what I mean? It's like, like it's so harsh and violent. Like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your tits off and hit you with a brick. No. Well, it's like that, I'm saying. Yeah, we well, are saying it's <laughs> like that. What is actually said? I don't know. It's so harsh that I'm like, oh, Let's my God. Let's cut it in right here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to take the time to even look up this game again, <laughs> let alone boot my 3DO, which took about a half hour because the, the door went shut. <laughs> She even gets that from the sleazy guy at some point. And then, for some reason, it's like chicks don't like white guys anymore. I don't understand what's going on here. Jane this is wishes- getting too real. <laughs> too real. <laughs> Jane wishes she was someone else. And now you're two entirely different sets of people. The people that you saw from the uh, credits, if you watch those. With a lot of kicks to the balls, more drug-induced shit, a bunch of two-scene alternate endings, including the most believable ending being the boss walking off hand-in-hand with John. And uh, that's more explanation than this game deserves. I think so, yeah. Yeah. This isn't even junior high-level story or execution. I mean, if you want funny, branching story adult humor, play one of the dozen of Leisure Suit Larry games. You know, there's like 20 of those, I think. I play that. If you want titillation, just Google titillation. A lot more fun than this. I never understood these adult vivid titles. I mean, what's more embarrassing? Buying a hardcore porn movie from a sex shop or buying a pixelated softcore porn at the mall and there's a child and his mom buying Yoshi's cookie right in line and back of you? I think I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, go fucking see the sleazy guy that smells like beer and jit. You know what I mean? <laughs> jit? At least he knows why you're in there. Yeah, wash your pants, jit man. And if you want to learn more about dried macaroni the game, visit videopowermagazine.com and put in the code. Joystick the pirate. No spaces. Let me test that. Okay, you test that. And I'm going to say... Plumbers don't wear ties, except in this game, where he wears a tie, and the only plumbery thing about the game is a plunger. And then it should also say, plumbers don't wear tie, but you will wear a Mexican tie when you kick the stool out from under you and dangle from the chandelier. What do they call it? Mex- Mexican necktie? I've heard the term Colombian necktie, but that's, that's where it. they uh, slit your throat and pull your tongue out through the hole. Oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah. The Mexicans don't do that. Maybe they do, but I don't know how much respect they have for Colombia. (laughs) Tread lightly. We have a lot of Colombians listening to the show. I just started trouble with the guy. I didn't start trouble with the guy in the back. I lost my shit because, you know, they keep kicking uh, balls into our cars and baseballs. And then when they lost their baseball, they were hitting rocks. With a baseball bat. <laughs> so I I had it with Classy them. Classy kids. And I always talk to these kids in the neighborhood. And I'm always like, and this is very important to show as you look up this uh, answer. Did it's, you find I, the answer? I, I, it's none of those codes, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, I know what it is. It's Hardsoft, the developer. Oh, it is. It is yeah. Hardsoft. So put in Hardsoft. No I th- space. I think Video Game Magazine was last updated in 1992. <laughs> so if you have a monitor that does 640 by 480, you're going to be in business. And use Netscape Navigator. Yes, it's a good one to use. So, Latin Kings, long story short. Tell us end. about how you got stabbed. I, <laughs> I, listen, the last thing you want to do is stab me. It really pisses me off. And if you really want to piss me off, shoot me. <laughs> That's the me. one thing that throws you off the edge. Sh- shoot me and you'll see what pain is. Because... See, that's the thing that people don't realize me. They think Frank Hemlin, you know, star of Wiggly Time Traveler. He's a nice guy. I, I, I probably wouldn't want to fuck with him. But then there's some people that they want to fuck with me. And I'm like, do you realize that no matter how tough you are, I will fucking murder you. I remember that one time where I tried to give you your money back and you <laughs> ripped my chest hair out. I did. I practically nipple raped you. That's better I, than no, paying for a wax. Did. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you literally nipple raped me. <laughs> yeah, that was just because he tried to give me money. Yeah. Imagine when somebody wants to hurt me. Sc- screaming, you are friend. You are friend at me. <laughs> That's true. I did do that. You don't realize that even if I'm shot like in the heart, <laughs> even if I'm shot in all my limbs that make my muscles move, I will somehow rip out your neck. And <laughs> while your throat is gurgling up blood from your last lung breath, I will eat your neck in front of you as Wiggly the Neck Eater. I was shocked when you fucked that guy's brain stem. <laughs> it happens. Okay. To be fair, I believe you were voted most likely to eat necks in your uh, yearbook. <laughs> I was. Psychonauts, it's a great game. And hey, Manhattan Project is worth a play too. Yeah. And for you aspiring Twitch streamers out there, I would like to point out that despite its content, uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, not prohibited on Twitch.tv. You might have to set your channel adult only and or not have a partnership or endure a suspension, but you will not get banned for it. (laughs) There's nothing to ban. It's it's not bad. It's not good either. I was just going to say, it's not bad. It's it's not bad as an offensive. Well, okay, that's not a good way to put it either. It's not bad as it it won't get you in trouble. Right, yeah. Although, you you might get an intervention uh, for playing something that bad. Yeah. If you have, like, a housemate or a significant other and they catch you playing that game, (laughs) they'll think it's weird. They'll think it's something. You're like, listen... I am drunk. You know? <laughs> I'm just pressing buttons. I don't know even what's going on. That's Although only- my wife did walk in while I was playing Excalibur one time, as well as uh, Gal Panic. Oh, jeez. I got some stares. I but bet. We got over it. Yeah, yeah. Always blame the show. Even if you're not on the podcast, just say it's it's for a school project. <laughs> At least you weren't playing Lover Boy. <laughs> Speaking about rape, Seriously. Lover Boy. You know, when you try to get a girlfriend, so you rape them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't even YouTube plumbers don't wear ties. Google Carlos Mencia jokes. That'd be a lot more entertaining. I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of mean. To people? To yourself. To the viewers and yourself. Well, there is something worse, and that's uh, George Lopez jokes. My, by the way, my my other neighbor. Now, see, I get along with all my neighbors except these idiots in the back. And I talked to them. I said, listen, I want you to be pillars of our community. I want you to succeed in life. And I think, do you think it's a good idea to play soccer in a fucking 10 by 10 backyard? <laughs> and they used the three foot wire fence as the goal. <laughs> you know, the one that's right by our cars. Isn't there a park or, like, a school relatively close to you? There is. There's a lot of things. I'm pretty sure I've passed it while going to your house. There's so many. I'm like, listen, I had one acre by one acre, and we couldn't play soccer because I didn't want my ball to go into the neighbor's yard, and we had one acre. And when we played football, we didn't have a kickoff or a punt. We just threw it. You know, I can see you throwing a football around, little one. Throw it towards your house and towards the street. Don't throw it towards the cars parked on the side. <laughs> You know, do that, play tag, climb up a tree, jump out of it, land on your head. I don't give a shit. Do something else. The other thing I was going to say, though, was my other neighbor. She's a comic on a cruise line working for George Lopez. So oh. that's that tie-in. So half of the show was talking about non-video game-related things, which are more interesting than my plumbers don't wear ties. 100% okay, so game talk, no filler. No filler, yeah. friends, no filler. Jeff Minter. Jeff Mintner, Mintner. Jeff Mintner's good times. No, no, I like Jeff Mintner jelly. Very good. I like Mintner. watching Jeff Mintner feed his sheep on the internet. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Every day, Twitter. It's almost sheep o'clock. Is it really? Very yeah, good. he goes on Periscope. Sheep it's amazing. Shaver. Sheep shaver. No game talk. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no game. <laughs> no filler. The truth of the matter. No filler. <laughs> Cruise line poet, Latin Kings. All right, everybody, here we go. Horace Mangrove and Reverend Charlie Goodmuffin uh, sent in their dollars with their name on it. We'll pick the name out of the hat. Open the envelope. I don't know why our dollars are in envelopes all of a sudden. Wiggly! Wiggly wins the pot, the kitty. Three bucks he gets. He didn't even enter. That's the whole joke. You have to listen to old episodes to find out why that is relevant. The plumber. Oh, we have to go to TT for next month's pick. Using her peeny apple eye 32 blapper ass something something. She'll tell you. 
Bigfoot and Nico Kachawa. Hello, my name is Titish Kmukins, setting the premise of next month's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Pick a Debug, Program, using my Pennsylvanian Electronic Numerical Integrator Computerized RISC-I triple 48 Gigaflops, Blast Processor Emulator and the Magictive, Subject Service Generator, also known as, the Rosenstein's Information Technology and Enriched Elbow Macaroni, We Talk Games, Committee for Podcast Conformity and Listener Integration, P. Ni, Akari, Rob, 48, Blapparas, G2000. Next month's premise will be Now you're cooking. These these titles don't really seem as interesting as the first two. Doing chef for the game and watch. Oh wait, I can't. Oh, you're do not that supposed to I tell anybody. You. All right, I guess I'll pick something else. Okay, because what would that be? You, <laughs> that you would try to keep two minutes. You try to keep uh, three different types of food in the air with your frying pan. <laughs> the end. Next. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, for Horace Mangrove, Reverend Charlie Goodmuffin, I'm Buck Henry. Why do you want to keep saying I'm Buck Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Go with it. Well, Buck Henry, is he dead or alive? I think he's still alive. Just I nobody think cares. he's dead. But I think he's dead? Uh, let's, let's find out. This is more important than my review. Buck Henry still alive. He's 84. There he is. I knew he was alive because I want to be him. I'm Frank Hemblin. Remember, pick your bucks and last Friday. Let's go. Win! Tiger! Her blood! Oh, <laughs>